0: So uh, a few weeks ago, I gave two introductions to the book of First Thessalonians. Today, we're going to actually get into the chapters. And so this message is entitled, Shaul's letter to the Messianic community of Thessalonica. Turn with me now, if you will, to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1. From Shaul and Sila and Timothy to the Messianic community of the Thessalonians, united with God the Father and the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. Grace to you and shalom. We always thank God our Father for all of you, regarding mentoring you, regularly mentioning you in our prayers, calling to mind before God our Father and what our Lord Yeshua the Messiah has brought about in you. How your trust produces action. Your love, hard work, and your hope persevere. We know, brothers, that God has loved and chosen you. That the good news we brought did not become for you a matter of only words, but also one power. The Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and total conviction. Just as you know how we lived for your sakes when we were with you, you indeed became imitators of us and of the Messiah Yeshua, so that even though you were going through severe troubles, you received the word with joy from the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. And thus you became a pattern for all the believers in both Macedonia and Achaia. For the Lord's message sounded forth from not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but everywhere your trust toward God became known. The result is that we don't need to say anything. Since they themselves keep telling us about the welcome we received, from you, and how you turn to God from idols to serve the true God, the one who is alive, and to wait for his son Yeshua, whom he raised from the dead, to appear from heaven and to rescue us from this impending wrath of God's judgment. And so Roshua was writing this letter to these members in this Messianic community in Thessalonica. And some check a reference verses, if you'd like to look these up, I won't read them today, but just for your added education. It speaks of Paul, Rasha'ul, in Acts chapter 19. And also uh, Silas, which some translation call him Savannah. It's recorded in Acts 15, 22. And lastly, Timothy, Acts 16, 1 and 3. And so both these individuals accompanied Rav Shaul on his second missionary journey. And it goes into detail from the book of Acts chapter 15, verses 40, through Acts chapter 18 through 22. And of course, I'm not going to read all those verses today. So... The Thessalonians, the ancient Thessalonica, is what is now the modern Slovakia in Macedonia, which is in northern Greece. Shaul had a very Jewish view of trust or faith as being not merely a mental attitude or a belief in a creed, but firm reliance, which produces action. Likewise, love is not only a feeling. It results in hard work and hope is not a vapid wish, but expectation grounded in God's word that he will fulfill his promises to his people. And clarification on verses that proves this is Romans chapter nine, verses one through 11. As such, it produces perseverance, patience, endurance. Also. Check reference verses are Romans 5, verses 2 through 5, and Romans 8, 20 through 25. If you'd like to turn with me now to uh, Messianic Jews, Hebrews, here's a proof text that I'll read. Um, Messianic Jews, Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 11. However, we want each of you to keep showing the same diligence right up to the end, when your hope will be fully realized. So you will not become sluggish, but will be imitators of those who by their trust and patience are receiving what has been promised. And so now as you go forward, the Thessalonians probably felt that they had been left alone to face rejection of friends and family who did not accept their new trust or faiths in Yeshua. We must be reminded that Rav Shaul was driven away from Thessalonica. There was a great uproar for those Jewish people who had the veil over their eyes. And so Rav Shaul had to flee. And he had just been with this new brand new congregation just for a few weeks sharing the good news, and many of them came to a saving faith in Messiah Yeshua. And so they felt like they may have been abandoned. All of a sudden, this guy shows up, these three men, they proclaim the good news, signs and wonders follow, but when they get tested and persecuted, they just flee the scene? And so Rav is writing this letter to let them know that they have not been abandoned. In the ancient world, it was customary to begin a letter with a greeting or a salutation that named the writer and the addressees. Rav Shaul uses format with deliberate alterations to express the profound connection between Messianic believers and assuring them that he prayed for them daily. Rav Shul focused on the way their lives had become visibly different from the way that had been. So, the familiar combination of trust, faith, and hope, and love, summarized the lives of the Messianic believers. Rav Shaul assured them that God has chosen them. He used the word you, a very, very personal word. Shaul's description of those who were being chosen or left is found in verses six through 10 of 1 Thessalonians. They are those who imitate Yeshua and endure suffering with joy given by the Ruach HaKodesh. And they model faith, trust, and righteousness. They have turned from, from sin. They had done to Shula, and now they serve God and are waiting for God's Son, Yeshua, to return for them from heaven. The doctrine, the teaching. Some teach that people who profess Yeshua as Messiah will be saved, regardless of how they live. Example, whether or not they repent or accept Yeshua as Messiah and persevere in their trust and faith or possess the fruit of the Ruach HaKodesh. The Holy Spirit is not found anywhere in God's Word, and is a th- fragrant corruption of the original doctrine of salvation preached by Yeshua and the Shalokim, the apostles. Next, the good news is often communicated in an unbalanced way. We get dry words, gospels, mushy ruach hakodesh. Slippery grace, fanatical and exhausting total conviction gospels, and hard driven power gospels. None of them is incomplete in itself. But the good news is balance, mixed of all four, expressing itself particularly in the quality of a believer's life. How we live for your sakes, when we were with you. So they were gave literal demonstration as they face persecution, how they were to stand. And it results in imitation. Itself is capable of becoming a pattern to be imitated and reproduced in everyone's life. Next, the power with the Ruach HaKodesh. The apostles' preaching of the gospel consisted of four essential elements. The first being the apostles proclaimed the good news of God, and where do we find that? In First Thessalonians chapter two, verse eight, and Yeshua, First Thessalonians chapter three, verse two, and two others. Next, they preach God's word in the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. Where do we have our proof texts? But in Matthew three eleven, and Acts chapter one, verses five through eight. And also Acts chapter 2, verse 4. This power resulted in the conviction of sin. Deliverance from satanic bondage and performing of miracles and healings. Where's the proof of this? In Acts chapter 4, verse 30. And also 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. Next, the message was proclaimed with great conviction. Because of their trust in Yeshua, And so the message was proclaimed with great conviction because their trust in Yeshua and through the work of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit in them. They possess in their hearts a full assurance of the truth and the power of the message. Our reference proof of scripture is Roman 116. So it's an undeniable As believers face any type of trouble or persecution, that the hope and the joy of the Lord floods their hearts and souls. Because then they're giving opportunity to proclaim the good news, even at the point of being in a very uncomfortable or even a violent situation. Continuing, those who believe the message obeyed God's word and lived it out in their daily lives. There were models of holiness and righteousness. Without these four elements accompanied the proclamation of the good news. And Yeshua's full redemption would not be experienced in the Messianic communities. So they had to live out their faith. And if you notice in chapter one, they were highly commended by Rav Shaul, by the basis of their 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 faith being lived out, although they were just brand new in the Lord. And that's the beauty of the Ruach HaKodesh. No matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, and if you're a brand new believer, the Spirit will lead you into all truth. He will fill your mouth with the right words. He'll give you the right decisions to make in your life. And as we're being led by the Spirit, we walk in the Lord's provision. And the joy of the Lord is manifested in our hearts and minds as we see others come to a saving faith in Messiah. So continuing, Shaul continued giving those of this persecuted Messianic community assurance of being chosen. That the Lord literally chose them and knows them. You know what it says in the scripture, the Lord has inscribed this upon his hands. And he actually collects our tears. He was the one one that formed and shaped you in your mother's womb. There's nothing hidden before him. And with that grace and provision and knowing that we belong to him, we're not to fear man. But we're to fear the Lord and honor him with our daily lives. So continuing here, they're being chosen. That is God's choice of them as his people. So those who were grafted in from the nations into the commonwealth of Israel, they are equal heirs. There's no distinction whatsoever. Male or female, Jew or Greek, slave or free, all are one in Messiah. So continuing, Rav Shul reminded the Thessalonians that they witnessed the good news with power. When Rav Shaul first brought the message, it was not a word message. Well, here's something to consider. Here's a philosophy that you may want to live by. No, it was living. Because Yeshua is the living word. And he transforms our lives daily if we allow the Ruach to do it and accomplish all he desires in our life. It was accompanied by evidence of truth and its authority through the Ruach, the Spirit's power. Even though they suffered hardship, the Ruach HaKodesh enabled them to face persecution with great joy, for they were being called worthy to suffer for the kingdom of God. Christianity is sometimes seen by non-Christians as idolatry. Making something less than God, Yeshua man, into God. Shaul knew what idols were and how idolaters behaved. So it is with no empty compliment when he writes that you turn from God, turn to God from idols to serve the one true and living God, <coughs> the one who is alive not a lifeless block of wood or stone. He then gives the proper perspective on Yeshua. He is the Son of God, as the Tanakh indicates. <clears throat> in Yeshayahu Isaiah 9, 5 and 6 in some translations. Also, Telahim Psalm 2, 7, Proverbs 34, and Daniel seven thirteen whom he raised, God's Son, whom he raised from the dead, and who will come for us at his appearing from heaven, where he is now, seated at the right hand of God. And how do we know this? It's recorded in the Tanakh, Tehillim, Psalm 110, verse 1. There Yeshua is interceding for us, how do we know this? Messianic Jews, Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 25, declares it. And when Yeshua appears, he will rescue us, harpazo us, will be caught up in the rapture from the impending fury, the wrath of God's judgment upon this earth. The references now to end the end time events, they're here in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13 are all building up to now the climatic teaching of 1 of Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 through chapter 5 verses 6. And we'll be getting into that as we progress through the book of 1 Thessalonians. And so lastly, now we look at verse number 10. We are to wait for his son. Whom who is Yeshua, whom he raised from the dead, to appear from heaven and rescue us from the impending wrath of God, God's holy judgment upon this earth. The great hope of Thessalonian believers, as well as all Messianic believers, both then, now, and in the future, was and is Yeshua's return, and Yeshua's delivering them and us from the crowning wrath of God. First, it is evidence of being born again in Yeshua, our Messiah, involves a turning from sin to do to Teshuvah, and turning to Abba, Father God, to wait for his son Yeshua to return for us. The last part of verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 10, and to wait for his son from heaven. Waiting for Yeshua implies a sustained expectation. A longing of Yeshua's return for us, a readiness for a time at any moment, the imminency of the appearing of Yeshua to catch us away, Harpazo to rapture us. Second, the coming wrath refers to the judgment that occurs during the tribulation period. However, Messiah, Messiah believers, near not to fear. Why? For Abba, Father God, is sending Yeshua back to deliver us from this time of wrath. Clearly, Yeshua's return for his faithful precedes this coming wrath, as we see in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10. This is a reference in 1 Thessalonians to Yeshua's return. When he comes to catch up his bride, the Messianic believers, his saints, and take them to his father's house. We see the first mention of this in John, the Gospel of John, Yohanan, verse, chapter 14, verse 3. And other passages, that are 1 Thessalonians 2.19, 1 Thessalonians 3.13, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, and also chapter 23. So now as we complete this message today, the Thessalonian of believers may have seen themselves as an isolated, insignificant group of people. But they were a vital part of God's plan to reclaim this lost and dying world. Just as we are today, we are important for the proclamation of the good news to others as we live out our life in trust and faith on this earth. Shaul testified that their trust, their faith was known abroad. And think about that. This is prior to the internet. God has his ways. Continuing, well beyond their own city. Everywhere everywhere, the good news was preached. People learned about the Thessalonian Messianic believers. Normally, we expect the phrase of the word of Yeshua to be used for the good news message itself, not for the stories of how people have come to believe in him. But Rob Shaul said, you want to see an example, a living example who happen to be young believers in Messiah? They're living out their faith in spite of persecution and they're walking in joy of the rock and they're showing love to those who persecute them, and also to one another. Here's the example. These Thessalonical, Messianic believers, both Jews and Gentiles, want a Messiah. That's what he was proclaiming as that they are an example. But Rav understood that God's word first is based on what he has done. He's raised Yeshua from the dead. Second, he confirmed by what Yeshua is doing. His work is not complete. He's working out his work within us. Next, and also the pledges that Yeshua will do. And what is that? Save us from the wrath to come. Shabbat Shalom.